Hello, and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacey McCracken, and joining me is David Chednovic, Director of Sales and Marketing. David, in previous podcasts, we have discussed milling wheat and oats, so keeping on that track, today, let's take a look at the malting barley and malt supply chain. Thanks, Stacey. Barley seeded acreage in Western Canada has averaged around 6 million the past five years, of which about 90% of acres are harvested for grain. Production's averaged around 8 million tons or so, with the recent high of 10 million tons recorded in 2019, and with half of that in Alberta. So that's total barley production. We're more focused on malting barley, specific varieties planted in the hopes of making malt spec. Roughly 35 to 40% of the acres are planted to feed varieties, and most of the malt barley varieties planted are two-row. A malt variety may end up going to feed if it doesn't meet spec, but a feed variety won't go malt. A big chunk of malt barley acres are contracted in front of spring directly with maltsters or with line companies and are subsequently selected after harvest and assessed for whether they make the cut or not from a quality perspective. What does the demand side of the equation look like for Canadian malting barley? Well, the malt industry in Canada consumes around 1 to 1.1 million tons of barley annually. Exports of Canadian barley have been around 2 million tons the past couple of years, of which malting barley exports have been well over a million, probably closer to 1.5 million, with most of that going to China. So call it somewhere between 2 and 2.5 million tons of malting barley disappearance annually. Okay, shifting to producing malting barley and malt. Other than malting barley variety, what other quality specs are a focus for selecting barley for malting? Well, it's a pretty long list, actually. Germination's critical, usually minimum 95%, and that germination needs to last, considering that malting barley processing demand is year-round. You want to avoid pre-harvest seed sprout, which is referred to as chitting, especially since it won't store as well then. Generally, you want lower protein content because that means more extract and that means more alcohol. You want plump kernels and a low percentage of peeled and broken kernels, or P&B, plus no staining and no fusarium damage. So lots to consider here. Let's shift to the Canadian malting industry. What exactly is malt, and what does malt production look like in Canada? So barley malt is what is produced when barley goes through the malting process, and malt is especially critical to the brewing industry. Malting is basically a three-step process. Steeping, germination, and kilning. Steeping increases the moisture content of the grain over two to three days, and the barley begins to germinate. The germination process continues when the barley is transferred to a germination chamber for another four days or so, and during kilning, warm air is used to dry the grain. All the specifics associated with each of these processes varies by maltster and with the kind of malt they want to produce, and that's where the art of it is. Now, the domestic malting industry in Canada produces around 875,000 tons of malt annually, of which the domestic brewing industry consumes about 275,000 tons. Canada is the world's second largest exporter of malt at roughly 600,000 tons per year. The four major destinations are the U.S. for about half, Japan about a quarter, Mexico, about a sixth, and South Korea. Can you get into a bit more detail about the major players in the Canadian malting industry? Sure thing. There are four major malting companies in Canada, and all have touch points with CM. Canada Malting, whose origins stretch all the way back to the 1830s to Morton's Brewing and Malting in Kingston, Ontario, is the largest, with malting capacity of just over 400,000 tons annually. The Calgary Malt House accounts for about half of that, followed by Thunder Bay in Montreal. Second largest is Bort Malt. You probably know Bort Malt's bigger Saskatchewan facility is Prairie Malt, as Cargill recently sold the bigger facility to Bort Malt, along with 15 other malt houses around the world. Bort Malt is a subsidiary of a large French co-op called Exerial. Now, the bigger facility opened in the late 70s as Henninger Malting, operated by the SAS government, was subsequently sold in the late 80s to a joint venture between U.S. maltster Schreier and SAS Wheatpool, and then Cargill acquired majority stake in the late 90s. The bigger malt house has undergone expansions and can produce over 200,000 tons of malt annually. 
Rar Malting's Alex Alberta facility was built in the early 90s and has a capacity of around 140,000 tons of malt annually. Rar has been in the business since the 1840s and is headquartered in the U.S. with a malt house at Shakopee, Minnesota, which is one of the largest in the world. They also own Gambrinus Malting, which is located in the Okanagan in B.C. And Malt Europe, which is owned by French co-op Vivesia, acquired its now Winnipeg facility in 2008 from ADM, and the facility has since been modernized. Its capacity is over 90,000 tons, and the original malt house was built in the late 20s and is known locally as Dominion Malting. How and where does CN fit into the malting industry's supply chain? First, it's worth noting that besides the major players up north, CN also directly serves Brees Malting in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Brees acquired the former Anheuser-Busch facility with its three malt houses back in 2014. Now, for export malting barley, it's pretty straightforward. Rail can go south of the border, but most of it flows to the west coast in up to unitrain quantities and either gets shipped in bulk vessel or transloaded into export containers, but it mostly moves by bulk vessel. Many malt plants that CN serves are not located in areas where the malting barley is grown, so for some plants, we rail barley into the facility, either direct from origin or as a connecting carrier, and there are intermodal fits here, too, on inbound barley. Okay, now how about the malt supply chain touch points? In terms of malt, it can also be shipped by rail or container. Malt moves in manifest. It's not in large blocks or a unit train, and it moves all over the place, either CN direct or via connecting rail carrier direct to brewers, as well as the transload facilities where rail is unloaded to truck. Take the U.S. market, for instance, which has accounted for over 300,000 tons of Canadian malt exports annually over the past four years. California is the number one destination, accounting for around 65,000 tons per year, followed by Pennsylvania, Illinois, New York, and Wisconsin. The top 10 states account for about a quarter million tons. Thanks for your time, David. And thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN. 